This is a restless reaction. Welcome back to Restless, and I am your host, Matt, joined for the first time in person by Pastor Michael Bowman. That's right. We are sitting in the same room using the same mic. This is unreal. This this is a restless first, and I don't know how it's going to go. We have not been together uh, doing anything for this podcast in person since we ate pizza together and decided we should start a podcast. More more than that was before that was before you weren't allowed to go to restaurants. That's right. <laughs> yes, even before you couldn't go to restaurants. And we were not even wearing masks. And we also it's true. And we also haven't recorded for quite some time due to our wonderful restless summer. That's right. Restless summer. It's been fun. It's, it's been, been great. Really nice. I've got a nice tan. Yep. And but it's it's time to get back to work. So we want to thank all our friends who came and joined us because Pastor Michael, this summer a few things happened. <laughs> a few things, okay. A, f- a few things, right? We have we're going to have a friend come eventually and tell us about the Southern Baptist Convention. That's right. So that took place. <laughs> yep. Oh, we've got overlap there, don't we? Yep. That's great. We uh, we may eventually get around to Mr. David Platt. Wow, there's some stuff going on there, huh? Um, He's still. Could, do we still consider him YRR? Yes, we'll, we'll we find do. Out. I, we'll find out. That's <laughs> later. Later. This little tease there for you. <laughs> um, our podcasts are wrote and researched by the Docent Research Group. Just to be <laughs> out front, that's another thing that's been going on. And but the thing that we have heard about that we've had people want, we I've had people message me. We've had people ask the show, "What do you think about the rise and fall of Mars Hill?" The new Christianity Today podcast, which I feel a little bit—I don't know—I feel I feel a little bit copped on here. They, uh, I believe, our podcast description is a postmortem on the rise and fall of the young, restless, and reform. I think that's in our podcast about. Page. I don't know if it's rise and fall. Is it? <laughs> but know. if it is, that'd be—is there something that we can do? Can we get money out of this? I don't know. I don't think so. But we can make at least this episode title the rise and fall of mars hill reaction which will certainly get us uh some new listeners so this podcast is um from christianity today uh it is produced written by mike cosper of uh of gospel coalition fame and now with christianity today very tied into the yrr yes and he is doing the story uh, i believe it's going to be serial style on the the story of mars hill its rise and its ultimate downfall which obviously we've talked about and so we thought today we would do a reaction to the trailer okay yep so pastor michael um we know we're gonna have to do more content about this show and it's so inevitable at this point it is and i mean we we have to we just have to because this is this is our chance. This is our this is our shot at the big time, I guess, to uh, to pull on the coattails of Mike Cosper, who we'd love to talk to you, Mike. Come on our show. That'd be great. We'd love to have you on the show. We just, really, would. we just want to hear you about how you made it. Yeah, and give our thoughts on their thoughts on on a topic we've been discussing a lot. But for the purposes of our show, I have not listened to it, and so. Whatever we do, it's going to be a good time because you're going to get to hear me reacting 
live live yeah i've been trying to convince matt to listen to it but he has been a purist about the whole thing so for you this is for you because i think most of our audience will have already listened to it yeah and so they're just gonna get to be listen to me naively react and not know what's coming next great i'm really (laughs) looking forward to that um so hopefully too we want to get some others to join us and react so that we get yes. some round tables and we get some other uh other thinkers and and what their thoughts are about it. if you've been following the kind of evangelical evangelical and reformed twitter sphere yep. uh this has been all the rage right now when That's we're right. recording this everybody's talking about it everybody's giving their reaction uh and it's not even done i right. don't know when it's going to be done right uh, but uh it's not even done so right. uh, there's much more to be said so please actually contact us, um, and in the show notes you can see how. If you'd like to come on, if there's especially if there's one episode you think you have an interesting take on, uh, you can agree or disagree with the show, as we probably will do both. And uh, if there's someone you would like to hear, if there's a guy on Twitter, if there's another podcaster you think it'd be interested to hear them discuss this, we'd love for you to tell, make us that recommendation. I want to put out one call to our listeners, though, right now. The first episode, which we will do something for, I would love to talk to a Christian journalist. Can we talk to a journalist about this this whole kind of journalism that has started since Serial? If you know someone, please point them to us. If you are that person, we will have you on to do a reaction. Christian journalists, we'd love to have you on the show. Yep. And more than anything, what we want to do for the grand finale, of course, of our reaction to this show is do that reaction alongside the one, the only, Mark Driscoll. This is this is your time. You, <laughs> you can react. Pastor Mark, you can react to the show with us. With us. With us. So, uh, Pastor Michael, we do have to um, tell the audience one thing. As you mentioned, you have been listening to the show. Do you want to do the trailer, or should we give your first thoughts first? Maybe we should give do the trailer first. Great, that does. great. Okay, so we are just going to play through this three minute trailer and pause it as fair use allows. <laughs> Christianity Today, fair use. <laughs> <laughs> we better put that in the title. <laughs> A fair use reaction. <laughs> A fair use reaction. Please don't give a strike on this channel. So the, it might, it might, there might be more laughter if we do more of these in person. If we have to, <laughs> if we have to do these together. All right, but here we go. Without further ado, the full length trailer to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Coming Tuesday, June twenty second. This whole of Christianity is Jesus. It's all about Jesus. In nineteen ninety six. A young, brash pastor named Mark Driscoll planted Mars Hill Church in Seattle. I always tell people, I'm Irish, we have two emotions, pissed off and asleep. That's our spectrum. (laughs) By 2014, they'd grown into a church of nearly 15,000 people in 15 locations in four states. Fast forward, though, to January 1st, 2015, and Mars Hill was gone. All right, I'll start. They really give you the ominous... I don't know, like, beginning of a horror movie feel oh, yeah. of this. It sucks you in, though. I'm intrigued. You <laughs> yeah. know, if I if I didn't know anything about this, I would be intrigued. No, but because it, I know a lot about this, I'm more intrigued. Yeah. I mean, so far, obviously, this is going to be, right, high quality. I think 
this right the only thing that i think our listeners may care about is that we've actually plotted a lot of the the yrr's heyday to basically the year 2000 to 20 around 2015 because we think that kind of encapsulates it at its, its height and it just so happens to kind of track more or less with uh mars hill right uh, and hence the overlap In some ways, Mars Hill's story is like no other. But in others, it's a window into much that shapes the evangelical church in North America today. There's a body count of young pastors whose ability rose them to prominence before their character was ready for it. The prevailing justification for pretty much all the carnage that happened within Mars Hill was, hey, look at the fruit. What we see on platforms, on social media, on Sunday mornings, can often be a veneer hiding a culture that's much more complex and sometimes ugly underneath. He could demand absolute obedience, and he did. So you question him, you're out. You know, you're if you're not with us, you're against us. So I so I think what's I was talking to my wife actually about this show. Um, she has not listened to it either. Uh, it's unlikely she will. I'll put it that way. Though unless we get her on a reaction, maybe that'd be how I would have to do it. She was saying that she wondered if, because obviously he just said this, this tells us all about what's under most of, or a lot of evangelicalism, whatever. She said, right, comparing this to like the NPR serial kinds of shows. Now, sometimes those shows come with like an agenda we want to say, but a lot of times they just say like serial, this is why everyone loves serial. It said, can we just tell the best story about this we possibly can through journalism right there was there was not really like a going in it wasn't like we have this to say about the justice system in america and she wondered if potentially the the down the downfall now of of this podcast would be that it is coming in with a specific I don't know, narrative it wants. Specific agenda, specific narrative that it's trying to use the events to tell instead of just let's tell the story of what happened. Yes, as well as we can. And And let that speak for itself, whatever good or bad. Right, yeah, Um, and uh, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's no doubt uh, it is very very clear that – there is a, a distinct narrative that wants to be told and that they're trying to push as much as they can. Um, and now maybe this will change. So I'm only, I'm, I assume we're about halfway through. Maybe there's not that much. I really don't know. Um, I think there's been about five episodes at the time we're recording this. So maybe I will be wrong by the end. Uh, but there's already been, you know, some uh, pretty notable um silence in the area of those who were concerned about Mark Driscoll from the beginning who weren't also feminists. So that's just, you know, I'll leave it there. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, there are people that are mentioned that had concerns about Mark Driscoll in the church. Yep. But pretty much exclusively they have been uh, people of a one particular variety. Now, uh, that's not, I, I guess, completely fair because I do think um, at one point uh, they they had... I can't even think of the guy's name. What's the counselor guy with the big mustache? Ted Tripp. Ted Tripp. I think it was Ted Tripp. Uh, or maybe it was... Uh, it, how, how is Ted Tripp related to Paul David Tripp? 
They're brothers. They're brothers. Okay. It was one of them. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember which one. Uh, but uh, one of them they had on, uh, they had a recording of kind of, you know, saying his issues when he tried to go in and do some reconciliation in the church. So we'll leave that for, you know, when it comes. But so I, I want to be fair. I don't want to say too much. But it does seem to me at this point like they're going to be pushing that direction. And you can hear it in the trailer. Right. You can hear it already. Right. And I, I think the other thing is obviously Pastor Michael and I are are pretty well on the table with where where we are on a, on a, on a conservative progressive spectrum. Again, the other the other thing, just because it's coming from Christianity today, is that we're going to hit this from the left. We're going to hit this from the left, and and maybe it is, maybe it's not. It's um, you know, it's not right. I I don't know yet, but I think that that is a a concern of of just not even. I'm not even. I'm not blaming them. Obviously, we do a similar thing. We do commentary yep. with points we want to make, but from a simple how do I, t- if I'm just trying to tell a story, how do I tell the best story? You generally don't, right? You don't start with, and here are the morals. Right. And then write it through. If, if you're telling a true, if, right. if your goal is to tell a true story. And maybe, you know, just to, again, give the benefit of the doubt, maybe they started and they got all the way through. Sure. They got all the yep. recording. They got of all course. the studying done. And then they were like, by the end, clearly this is the story we need to tell. Because it's what came out, yeah. and so now we're going to weave it that way. And and that I think is is would be for example for comparing it to serial, which they should be honored. We're comparing it to that, right. right? The fact that their quality is at that level, right? And it really is. It's amazing. I like. I enjoy listening to all of it. And I think what what it is is serial, right? The investigation that um, Sarah Koenig was doing was ongoing as it was produced, right? They did yeah. a lot of it. But the end had not finished. Right. And so even if she had wanted to make some big statement, which at the end she she kind of did, she didn't have it at the beginning. Right. And so this is more a looking back, which yep. maybe makes that a, a that better. I, I, I think the other thing that will be interesting is listening this, you know, this, I don't know who this woman was. I assume someone from the church. He could demand obedience, right? Obviously, that's a concerning, just a, a, that sound clip alone, right, is concerning. Man, but there were people who worked with him for nearly 20 years. But now, it feels weird that maybe now you get to come out and like shovel, uh, you know, shovel some dirt onto the grave of this thing. Yeah, now that it's popular to do so. And this right. is actually something that we should watch for in this. And I won't make any statements now about uh, where I think you know, things lie in this regard uh, from what I've heard so far. But it does seem that uh, this is an, a great opportunity for a lot of people to try to, like, clear their name. Sure. If they were just as much to blame, they were just as much a part of this, and be able to throw everything at Driscoll. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, as, like, as impressive of a person, as a character even, that somebody like a Mark Driscoll is, he couldn't do any of this on his own. Right. And so if everything is being thrown at him as though this is his fault completely and there's nobody else around it, well, we'll be... Right. We will be interested on the Restless Podcast to hear. Especially because this guy, the amount he was involved with the top men of the YRR... The Gospel Coalition, right? And Driscoll, from 
about as far back as I've known, there were people on the right and the left, right? So no matter if you if you think, no, these these attacks from what we're going to call the left or, you know, an egalitarian, as Michael mentioned, or uh, more conservative, right? Uh, John MacArthur, people on the left, there were critics of him on across the spectrum from early on. But he was still embraced, and this thing still was built up to... 15 locations with at least 15,000 people right. per this podcast is what they said. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's keep going before we... And yet the ugliness gets tolerated because what's happening in a church like Mars Hill can be so stunning. I'm in the tank baptizing people. Like they were just coming in the clothes. It was overwhelming. We didn't have towels. We didn't have shirts. It was beautiful. And so then you're like, ah, you know, so I got yelled at in the meeting. But on the whole, it's a pretty amazing week. From Christianity Today comes a new podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It's an exploration of the story we think we know, a story about power, platform, and fame. But it's a bigger story, too. We want to understand how this keeps happening, and we want to take an unflinching look at the cost of this phenomenon. So, I, again, I I know I'm I know that sometimes I'm like, yeah, so what, right? Uh, I don't know what degree this podcast is going to be like. Every time you got yelled at was the worst thing that ever happened. Again, Pastor Michael and I have, um, you know, after we did the reaction to him on Crowder, we said we do not endorse what he's doing because it's just clear that there is, um, and it may be repeated again. Right. Yeah. But... But when you're like, yeah, I was, you know, I was doing all this ministry, but I also got yelled at. And I was like, that wasn't that big of a deal. You were right before. That's my opinion. Yeah. Now, maybe I'll listen to that story and then he'll like explain what he meant. And I'll be like, oh, Whoa, that was that's but, pretty intense. Right. But, but with that clip, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That was a pretty good week. Yep. I, I mean, I hope my kids give me that much grace in my parenting. Right. Like, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we're. The story we thought we knew. Yes. Yes, who? <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, you served on a staff like this. And you didn't really think it had an impact on you. But two years later, you find yourself in my office talking about a little bit of depression and a little bit of anxiety. Oh, and by the way, I have these constant headaches. And I'll say, well, that's trauma. It just felt like death. There is a pile of dead bodies behind the Mars Hill bus. <laughs> and by God's grace, it'll be a mountain by the time we're done. Um, you either get on the bus or you get run over by the bus. Those are the options. Is that the most used and, like, <laughs> just, like, unfortunate sentence he ever uttered? It's pretty classic. Although, <laughs> it no, is. I mean, there it, it is the most often used. There are some pretty unfortunate clips that come up in the show. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right. Did, there are some that I had not heard and I did not know or stories that he tells from the pulpit that I'm like, oh my goodness, I did not realize this was a thing. Because <laughs> that clip is the like classic like, here we go. Well, we'll say this. The restless bus is leaving the station. Either get on board or you're getting thrown off and... By God's grace, we're going to keep everyone on the bus. That's right. Because we're friendly. We're not causing trauma. Not on our show. Not on our show. The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. 
Yeah, so there have been five episodes so far, and I have not heard them. We have Boomers, The Big Sort, and Really, Really Big Churches. You read the Bible right, Ringo. I am Jack's Raging Bile Duck, and... Oh, Who Kills Marge Hill, and The Things We Do to Women. Nope. So, Pastor Michael, you've heard probably all of these that have come out so far. What are your initial thoughts of the show before we leave? It is, like we've said, incredibly well done. So Mike Cosper is very obviously an artist. Like, I mean, like a good artist. Um, it, is, it is phenomenally produced. The way that he weaves uh, the, the music together with the various clips, love it. I really do. I mean, it, it's really enjoyable. Um, the, the way that he tells this story, too, uh, is really enlightening in a lot of ways. So um, we've talked our experience with the whole Mars Hill, Mark Driscoll uh, fan club days. But uh, I was at a distance and I listened to some sermons and not even that many evidently because there's a lot of stuff that I have heard even on this podcast that I'm like shocked like wow I don't know I don't know if maybe just younger me just passed over some of these things which is very possible or if I heard some of them and was like what you know this is uh crazy and I just forgot uh, but hearing it now is pretty shocking, some of the stuff that mm. was said and done. I mean, major, obvious major red flags. And we know red flags that we would look back on and say, oh, yeah, this was a serious problem. And it just was not something that we were mature enough to know was a red flag at the time. Really? Uh, but now if I saw that in ministry or in pretty much anywhere, you know, certain you wow. know, certain uh, things being said or or certain character traits, I would think, okay, this is very problematic um this at least makes me think that there could be some kinds of abuse of power behind what's going on and so i mean the the uh research that was done for this is clearly very good um there are included i mean there are uh, recorded phone calls that i don't think were ever made public um not i don't think of driscoll at least not yet but of other people that you know uh things that were made known uh, through this that I, I had never heard before. So really well produced, really well done. It is very clear at this point that there is a strong agenda uh, behind it, and it is the kind of agenda that you would not be shocked coming from Christianity today. Hmm. You know, it is, it is the mainline kind of evangelical, egalitarian narrative that's clearly being pushed. Now, uh, what has been clear is that... Uh, a lot of the problems that Mike Cosper is pointing out with this podcast, he's absolutely right on. I wouldn't say, oh, no, you know, these things that you're talking about are not a problem at all. Hmm. Uh, there's maybe been a, a few little things like that, but for the most part, I'm like, yeah, this is horrible and shocking, just like you think it is. Uh, but the what seems to be the answers given for how we change these things so far, although the answers have not been full, it's been you know few and far between. Mm -hmm. That is where I would say you're starting to see the agenda get pushed a lot harder. And and that makes sense, right? Where where we leave the realm of you know as you, as you say, wow, when I hear these things, it's a clear problem. Obviously, a more conservative Presbyterian pastor like yourself 
and an egalitarian uh, female counselor are probably going to solve those problems differently. Right. And so that's where that's and and maybe the you know it'll even out. The other the other question I have, and maybe it just hasn't gotten there yet. If if all these things were present, perhaps even before I've I've also wondered that the, by the time you and I were listening to him regularly, it was now a very large church. I wondered if some of the we'll call it pretty rough edges were cleaned up. Now I don't know the dating, you know the dates. It'll be interesting for me to hear just so I can hear the dates of when various things were going on. Yeah, I definitely think that there is some uh, there's some stuff from the earlier days where it is clear that Driscoll was much more of uh, I mean he he's young, he's a brigand, he's mm-hmm. you know pretty wild, and it seems to me like he more or less stayed that way, but it was like you were able to like push that behind the scenes, hmm. and it was not as much of the public persona. Hmm. After a point. Now, obviously, part of the whole public persona was always a little bit like yes. ragtag. I'm going to fight. I'm going to, you know, just yep. kind of spitball a little bit. Um, and so, you know, I will I will leave that there. And I and, have no doubt that we will get into it more. And so my my question is, do do they or have they yet addressed why weren't these red flags, I don't know, um, picked up on at, at, at that point by... Those paying attention, which clearly is the Gospel Coalition Council, which he was a member of. He becomes a member of. Yeah, so that has not happened so okay. far. Was, I'm sure it will. Was Mike Cosper on the Gospel Coalition? Because I know he was a part of it. Was I don't like think a... he was on the council. Okay. I, I I do hope that Mike Cosper will, and maybe he already has, disclose whatever relationship he had with Driscoll. He's he's mentioned. Okay. So he is, early on, he says something to the effect of, you know, I've I met Driscoll on multiple occasions and he was nev- never anything but, you know, very kind to me. And, you know, that was it. There wasn't like a, he, he hasn't said there's any kind of deep relationship, but whatever was there was a fine relationship. And so he never saw anything that, you know, would, would in personal relationship that would worry him. I think the the maybe the one of the last things I'll say before we leave this reaction is Christianity Today, like you and I, know people our age, younger families, people who were in the YRR, are now looking back and saying, so what was that all? And honestly, they're behind the times because Restless has been doing this for almost a yes, year that's right. before they came out. Now, here's the thing. I did actually look up. And in our official subtitle as a show is or our you know our little paragraph about us it says this welcome to restless this is a post-mortem on everything young restless and reformed sometimes called new calvinism in 2009 new calvinism made time magazine's list of 10 ideas changing the world right now 11 years later matt and michael investigate and discuss the rise and fall of new calvinism all right christianity today this is a a warning (laughs) that that is not fair use (laughs) that's right (laughs) That's right. That is your your pro. That's our promo material. No one is allowed to use the term <laughs> "rise and fall" except the Us Restless Podcast and the book about Rome. Yes, yes, the many books about so Rome. We hope to be coming back uh, this month with our first content about the podcast, and we will be making plans and getting ready to do it. Please let us know if you want to be involved, or you know a journalist we can talk to, because we are just two nobodies talking about another somebody who wanted everyone to know somebody that's me butchering driscoll's uh 
tagline, which might still be his tagline on social media. So thanks for joining us. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Are you glad we're back? We're glad to be back. We'll talk to you all soon, and we'll talk more about Who Killed Mars Hill coming up soon.